Hello, you're listening to Talk Spirit Amicast. My name is Andrew, and I'm joined here with Chris. Yo! Today's episode is on video games. Yes, Amicast, <laughs> and we're going to talk about video games. No, I, I, I kind of was feeling a little bit lazy this week, uh, but I've also kind of technically been wanting to do this for quite a while now. Um, just really, I mean, most know us for anime, but every now and then we talk a little bit about video games, and it's been a while now that I've been wanting to talk about video games in, in, a, in a podcast form, so I figured, hey, it's my podcast, I'll do what I want. Yeah, that's... So if you don't like it. video games, I mean, we'll talk about some uh, anime inspiration, because I think if you listen to our you know, our podcast 101 meet the po- the, the host episode, you'll kind of get a, a glimpse of where a lot of this stuff is going to really merge together because a lot of my experiences with video games inspired my love for anime. And I think that's the case for a lot of people. I don't, I can probably say uh, most, most kind of history stories about people getting into, uh, especially JRPGs, um, one way or the other, one inspires the other. They started playing, you know, uh, uh, Final Fantasy 7 and then they started finding anime and or they started playing some type of anime inspired game Lunar or something like that and suddenly they say hey what's this style I like this oh it's Japanese animation I want to check this out and they get into anime so and that was really the case for me technically is at some point uh, my friend who was big into video games started getting really into anime and that was I think his gateway so There'll be some discussion in there here and there, but for the most part, this is a video game podcast. So if you are deathly ill of video games, um, you're probably not going to find too much enjoyment here. But it, it is going to be more just an insight to us and our experiences with video games and our uh, little bit of uh, fun little meet the meet the host in the, in the aspect of video games. So you might find some enjoyment out of it if you do enjoy listening to us talk. So, yeah, I just want to start it uh, similar to anime. Um I think you're going to be better off starting us out because uh, we're going to try to keep into generations as we went from, you know, the early days all the way until now. So uh, you'll probably have a better memory of the earliest days than I will. So I'll just jump in whenever I can figure out. <laughs> is that is that implying that it, because I'm older, I, <laughs> I have the Maybe. memory of a slug, remember? Well, I mean, th- um, it's going to be probably Atari, right? Yeah, the, we did the, have an Atari. The first, the first memories I have are between Commodore sixty four and the Atari. Atari is a little bit more vivid. Um, Commodore sixty four was in our house, but my dad gave it to my grandma, and she had it, and so I only really got the Commodore sixty four when I went to her house. The Atari was really more the strongest suit, and. That that was my my most vivid memories are easily going to be def, uh, I think it's called Defender, and the other one was Indiana Jones. Uh, oh, ET was was Pitfall. Was Pitfall, Pitfall. We did we did some Pitfall. Um, dungeon. Was that, dungeon that was Defender. It was either no Defender was the is is. Uh, no, we had Zaxxon, too. Defender was the one where they were flying across the sky and picking up the uh, little dots on the ground and taking them wherever it was that he was supposed to take them. I don't the stupid, know. The stupid tank game. The tank game. I remember. That was Battlefield. Um, Dungeon might have been the name of that other one. Um, I, but, yeah, I was trying to th- think of the name of that that one. Um, That's right. It was at Grandma's. I played that over there. The Commodore? Was it the Commodore? What the was Commodore the... was a, at Grandma's. Uh, no, I think it was a computer. No, what it was, was the a one computer. that had the stupid 
side scrolling tank that would that jump was, up and down. That was the Commodore. That was a Commodore. Okay, I thought she <laughs> that had, was quite, that, that game was I actually played called, something over there. I didn't realize um, that, that was that, that was Moon Moon Patrol. Yeah, Moon Patrol. Oh, that game I loved it and hated it. <laughs> it. But it was like one of those things. Stupid kid. Never realizing how important it is to spend time with family. Well, I either want to do that or play the piano, and so it was that. <laughs> what else am I going to do there? Play her piano or play that? Yeah. Um, the 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 funny thing is, Dad originally had it, and he actually would would program in the. He got the Commodore sixty four magazine, and he would uh, actually program out entire things. And the, that, like I said, he, somehow Grandma ended up with it, and that's that's goes there and that's so funny because that's like i said that's a period of time where i just don't really remember much and so I, it, it is kind of funny every now and then realizing how much he was into video games mm-hmm. and the t- that technically was my earliest memories was sitting down with him with the nes and playing you know mario and stuff that was my earliest memories of doing stuff with my dad was was playing nintendo yeah, because yeah, the Mario was was one of them, and I remember so much. Dad was the was he he was pretty much the only one who was able to get the 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 stupid uh, shell to pop and and get the hundred ninety nine lives off of the <laughs> hopping on the stupid <laughs> shell. <laughs> I couldn't do it. Um, I one of my most vivid memories, and and it's 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 burned into my memory so much was. Uh, the first time I was able to stay up past our bedtime, which I, I know that they probably sent me to bed like a, an hour later or something like that, but it was staying up with dad to to play uh, Zelda and we beat the game and, and then I went to bed. It was it was awesome. Was it the original Zelda or was the original it, it was, Zelda. Was Link? It was the original Zelda. Because that's, that's funny because like the original Zelda, I, I hardly remember much of that. I, I do remember playing it and loving it, but... My, most of my memories for the NES for for Zelda was was Link, yeah. uh, Zelda Two, and how much hatred. No, 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 that technically is the reason why is because I I so vividly remember the anger of that later dungeon with the stupid caves that you came out of and went back in and mm-hmm. it was this big old maze, and how furiously annoying it was. And of course, that's back in the day when you didn't really have saves. You yeah. had to like keep playing or leave it on and. And for us, it was technically, you know, we were at each other's throats all the time for who was going to play. So when you had a ch- chance to play, you didn't want to give it up because, again, it's not like you hit, you know, <laughs> save to file two. Here you go. You can play now. It's like, no, I want to finish this. You can't touch it. Um, yeah, that was <laughs> sucky thing about there was, three if there boys. Was ever, if there was ever a thing that was that caused wars in in our house it was the video oh my games gosh <laughs> i feel so bad for our parents i mean i i don't know how they managed to keep peace as much as they did i mean we had our bouts but it should have been much more bloodier than that one of us should not have made it but we somehow all three made it throughout their entire lives no. there was there was a line at which i think that we kind of just stopped <laughs> Yeah, I I vividly remember because um, like you and Star Bobby it, it took it took a while for you and Bobby to get out of it, and and I, and I think that it really was just a just a matter of getting to that point, and then it and then you guys stopped, and and we all came out really good after all said and done. Yeah, I, yeah, it was brutal for a while. A <laughs> uh, lot of memories about him playing Star Tropics. He really liked Star Tropics. Our dad loves Star Tropic. Um, uh, Star Tropic Crystalis. Crystalis, yeah, Crystalis, was, I loved Crystalis. And Crystalis that was the Genesis, Genesis, wasn't it? 
What? Chrysalis? NES. NES? It's on the, oh, the that's Switch. Right. You can play on the Switch now. Oh, I know. It is. Um, I really want to get that that um, collection that they have on there because they have like a auto playthrough, which is funny. Um, <laughs> but no, Chrysalis was the first... My, the, I have a good story with Chrysalis because I don't know if I mentioned it on here before, but that was a, the first experience I ever had with calling a Nintendo Power. Because Chrysalis, I, could, I love that game so much. It was my favorite... A Zelda-like game. I, I, I even enjoyed it more than Zelda. And I played it so much. I, I went through the whole grinding process, you know, going around this corner and shooting the same thing over and over again, leveling up. And I got to the point where I couldn't figure out how to open the last door. Like, I knew it was the last door. It had to be the last dungeon door. And I couldn't figure out how to open it. And so I, we had Nintendo Power at the time. It had that stupid page that said, call for help. And I somehow talked mom into letting me call them up. I don't know how much they ended up charging us because those call-in things were always super expensive. Um, called up this nice lady that walked me through how to beat it and how what I had to do in order to open the door, which I don't even remember what I had to do. Um, but she knew exactly what I was talking about. Walked me through it. I'm like, I can't imagine like this big old manual she probably has that she's flipping through to figure out what I'm talking <laughs> about. Um, but yeah, that was a... That was a weird experience. I remember Fexanadu. Oh my played gosh, that Fexanadu. one to death. Love I tried one. so hard to play Ultima. That was that was I I <laughs> loved it in concept. I loved it. And I could not play it. Fexanadu was like a Castlevania. Yeah, and it had so much complexity to it. I I remember playing that way way too much. But now Simon's Ultima Quest- almost felt like a game that you you never. I think never I got past fun. the first screen. Yeah. I don't know what it was. That, I, I was constantly I trying to kill the king. <laughs> all we did was try to kill the king. That's literally all I remember doing was just trying to kill the king. No, I remember building characters upon characters upon characters. Yeah. I loved building characters, well, but they, I never did anything the, with them. Yeah, that was similar to the original Final Fantasy. It was just really cool figuring, just building groups. Yeah. And that was the, the cool thing about it was just building groups. Uh, but yeah, that was that was one Final of the cool Fantasy things. was probably the first big one that we played, and that one was insane. How much there was to that game? It was and really it cool trying ended. to figure out combinations <laughs> of what classes you would do. Was always cool. I remember, I remember getting the Nintendo Power that announced the Final Fantasy, and 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 us going out and just playing this goofy. We called them uh, imagination games at the time. <laughs> imagination games. And we were just playing role playing games is all we were doing, but we didn't know what a role playing game was. We just called it an imagination game. And yeah, we had a lot of fun. Just just go, okay. I'm gonna be the the red mage or whatever. It, it was so goofy. We were such dorks. <laughs> we were kids. <laughs> That's what it was. We were kids. Um, what other Rygar? Rygar, yeah. And that uh, one, I caveman don't... games. Did we have? Did we have Rygar, or was that was that uh, the kid across the street? Uh, I don't think we owned it. So yeah, it was probably something that we. Because like it wasn't until I think the SNES. It's it's funny because it's somebody had mentioned here recently. It was in discussion about how the next gen is going to be more expensive. Uh, and yes, we games. had a Game Genie. If anybody's curious, oh yeah, every <laughs> single every single console. Uh, Game Genie was the pre-Game Shark was the pre, just hacking things, <laughs> just hacking, things. <laughs> patching, patching, mods. There you go. patching, <laughs> patching of mods. Uh, but no, it's funny because I I kind of wanted to get this eventually get into this eventually, but 
it's funny how um, they were discussing how the idea that okay, these games are going to get more expensive. Next gen is going to be, I think the new price tag is going to be seventy or eighty dollars per game, and it's they're saying that it's technically makes sense because costs of making games is getting more expensive. And it's funny to kind of think about the idea that they used to technically be that expensive back then. Like, I don't understand how our parents went through the trouble of actually ma- buying us so many games that they did, uh, which isn't much, but they were technically buying these games and we would have one for what? A couple months. Like that would be the only game we'd play. Yeah. And we would, and that was the only reason that it was so fun is because we would force ourselves to have to beat these really overly stupidly impossible fights that were technically the reason why they were so difficult back in the day was that most of those games were originally from arcades. And so they're made to be really extremely difficult because they were quarter munchers. Yeah. They wanted you to die, so you put another quarter in and they make the next jump have a mob spawn again once you hit the screen there and it would hit you off the cliff again and you put another quarter in. Um I don't think we ever beat Strider <laughs> or Shino- uh, uh Ninja Gaiden. Don't think we ever beat those. I don't uh, think so. Code, code, I want to uh, say that I tried. Code Veronica? I don't think we ever beat that one either. Was it Code Veronica? I never played Code Veronica, so you had the you had the Dreamcast. I didn't. Oh, that Dreamcast. I'm 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 thinking of the. Oh, it's based off an anime here, and we didn't know about the anime until recently. Um, it was based off an anime that we didn't mm-hmm. realize was based off an anime. Yeah, until we didn't. Recently. We yeah, we didn't even. I didn't. At least I didn't know it was an anime until recently. Um, Golgo 13? Golgo 13, yes. I don't think we ever beat that one either. Yes? You beat it? Because it wasn't the last scene where you had to shoot some dude that was getting in a helicopter. I don't remember. I do know that stupid dungeon part of it. Because it switched from, like, side view yeah, to, to first person first to person. side view. And then the first person shooter. <laughs> it was, like, all over the place. Uh, fascinating game, now that I think about it. But <laughs> um, but getting back to the pricing thing. I don't know. I'm si- I totally got sidetracked here. Um, but... Yeah, technically, we always kind of bought one game for several months, and that's all we played. And so the and the price on that stuff were really expensive. Those games were really, really expensive. I, I mean, I still remember the price tags on N64 games that were like $70 to $80, and they never went down. And that was, that was I think, the first time I realized, hey, uh, NES games never – or Nintendo games never go down in price, do they? No, they don't. Okay. <laughs> that sucks. Um, but the – Offset of that was that we had rental, and that's something we don't really have these days to offset the cost of these these games is being able to rent these games. And one game I remember us renting way too much from the NES era was Caveman Games. That game was so dumb, but every time we went to rent new games, I'd always freaking rent that stupid game because I don't know why. It was just, I guess because it was so many different elements to it that made it so much fun. Um... Which that reminds me, another one that we rent a lot was the what was that one? It was something California, and it had like a bunch of like skateboarding and surfing games. Yeah, California games. Is it California games? Is that what it was called? Yeah. So we had California games and caveman games. Probably. <laughs> I don't. I don't remember. Skater die. I don't, I don't really I remember. Think we had skater die. I don't really remember caveman games. So. Yeah, it was just dumb. Like it had like throw the woman as far as possible and she grabs the woman and swings her and throws her and yeah it was it was dorky uh pole vaulting over a dinosaur or something like that different weird uh, olympic games in a caveman style yeah that was good that was good stuff 
yeah, Skate or Die. I remember that being a really cool game back in the day. Of course, Excite, Excite Bike was a huge one. Uh, Nintendo, uh, there the the Mario Bros were always was always great as well. Um, Super Mario Two was really interesting to find out the story behind that way after we played it because I remember yeah. it's so funny because like back then when we played it, it was like this isn't Mario, but then we we're like it, but it's Mario. So let's play it. Okay, cool. And then you find the story about it, and you're like, I knew it. <laughs> I knew something was off. I always knew something was off. Uh, it, 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 it's 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 funny because that's that's when if you don't if you don't know we we effectively came in we are literally on the cusp of the end of the great video game crash per se the so we were literally on the Atari screwed up yeah Atari screwed everything <laughs> up and Nintendo is reviving an industry. And so we literally jumped in as Nintendo is is getting going, and so it, it, it's it's kind of funny in that respect to take take that into consideration as to where we fit into the grand scheme of things. And the there was still arcades because that's what I was going to get into in in a few minutes. Is we were avid, we loved arcades. We didn't get to go to arcades very often because <laughs> it's always like we went to the pizza place and we just sneak away from the parents to order and we go to the arcade area and play it for a little bit. And, and you know that they knew what we were doing, but at the same time, it's like altered beast, ghost altered and beast, and, and yeah, exactly, ghost and ghouls, golden axe, um, golden axe, yeah. uh, teenage mutant ninja turtles. It was we loved that game. <laughs> Do and and that's so funny because that that's and this is this is what we were talking about when we were talking Talk about, about high score girl. munchers. <laughs> this is what we were talking about when we were talking about high score girl. Uh, if you have not watched High Score Girl and you're a good you're big into anime and you're big into video games, watch that show. It's it's incredible how that jumps into our that was our childhood. It wasn't technically the same because that was more focused on the arcades, which we didn't have that big of arcades. But it was that same feel of like, oh, here's the next one. There's a new machine in the corner. What is mm-hmm. it? Holy crap, the sounds, the the music, the volume of these damn things, how loud they wanted to make them, how much they would grab your attention. And then that element of them coming to Cartridge, suddenly when you realize that, when, when I realized that Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles was now on the Super NES, was the Super NES that they eventually moved that to? Yeah, I think so. I was like, holy crap, I can play it without quarters. <laughs> Well, it, it's so funny <laughs> because I, as I, much as they want. I, I remember the first Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles that we got, and that one was brutal. Oh, I it hated was so that. hard to play hated that game. That. Yeah, the NES Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle was brutal. Like, like you had technically four characters, yeah, and each one of them would die. But it was always that same stupid water level. <laughs> it's always the water levels. That's where they get you. See, I mean, Mario Bros. I think that's the same all way. Video the games. water level. <laughs> But this thing was having you like swim through these very narrow spaces, and you only had one button to swim up or down, or to swim up once, or and then you would let yourself go back down, and you would hit the button, it would swim up again, and you had to go to like each corner of this place and hit all these like I think you were deactivating bombs or something like that. Probably it was so difficult, and then you had to like not get ran over by crap when you're on the surface. It, it was annoying. It was a very annoying <laughs> game. <laughs> hated that with a passion no i love the 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 arcade ninja turtles that was that was and that was the beat-em-ups that was like you yeah. know double dragon we played double dragon so mm-hmm. much and we we played like every single one of the double dragons and they were always great and i think we always rent i think we rented most of those ones final um, fight yeah 
Mm-hmm. I mean, and it even carried on to even way beyond that. Beat 'em ups was was a huge one that we really enjoyed because it was a good one to play together. Yeah, that was one. And of the every time we could find a game again. that we can play together, it was like, hey, it's peaceful. <laughs> We're all play, and then we'd hit each other, and it would have like you know, uh, <laughs> uh, what we call it, friendly fire would be. On I could, these games. I could, I couldn't, I couldn't imagine the amount of quarters that went into these games. It, my, I, I don't know how my mom and dad was able to do do it, and that's probably why we didn't go very often. It was like. Okay, honey, we're going to the arcade. We're going to have to take out $500 to do this. <laughs> I can't even imagine. I can't imagine. Um, but yeah, Double Dragon was a big one. Golden Axe, we enjoyed doing together. Um, and then I, then I went on to like the Sega Saturn with, with Guardian Heroes. Enjoyed playing uh, co-op with those games. Um, trying to think of other ones. Die Hard. <laughs> Die Hard sucked. <laughs> I think it was a still. I think that was a single player game. Was Die Hard? I don't remember it. It was just a cool game. I don't know why that that game shouldn't have been cool, but it was cool. <laughs> Anyways, um, and here's where the split happened because then the the big console war happened where things split. People were going Sega. It's it's people it's, were going Nintendo still, and we went Nintendo. We went Nintendo. We went Super NES. It, it, here's a, here's which a, is great. Here's a funny thing. Here's a funny thing about that. It's it's one of those things that you don't realize was happening at, mm-hmm. at growing up in it. It's so funny because our friend had uh, the Genesis, and it was fun to go and play the Genesis, and we played the Nintendo, whatever have you. And yeah, we wanted an, a Genesis, but it wasn't it wasn't the same. No, it, when was, I, it, when wasn't, I, it wasn't never when it was never a conflict. It was always the I have this, this guy has this. I got to make sure I stay friends with him because I want to play that. <laughs> <laughs> but there was, but it was always a desire to want that. You, you were just going. It wasn't a, a desire of, oh, you have a Genesis? What the hell, dude? It was a cool. What the hell kind of games does it play? Let's play that. I don't have that. You knew you whatever was. Yeah, there was very rarely crossover. So whatever you went over to somebody's house, you're like, there's Sonic. That's not on Super NES. Let's play that. It was just a way of like going. There's a whole plethora of new games I can play now. It was never. It's a, it's, it's funny because I didn't Genesis person. I never realized how many what what kinds of games were there. I let me let me get this thought out. Uh, I it wasn't until recently I had gotten the book, the Console Wars book, where where the guy actually broke down everything that was going on effectively behind the scenes, and it's like, oh my gosh, the the crap that was going on it seeing it from an adult perspective rather than from a kid's perspective, it's just a whole nother world. And it's fascinating to see that as far as the, what games were on the Genesis, the, the, the few that I knew about was usually like golden ax, the um, Sonic, the hedgehog, I think that we had the game gear. So we ended up with the, yeah, that's the so weird, funny. <laughs> we, uh, well, we had, again, I don't understand how the hell they paid for all this stuff. <laughs> I know they they got a lot of debt and they did it just to make us happy. Um but yeah, like we we did the Game Boy and we also did the Game Gear. And it was so funny cuz it was like, oh cool, now I can play Sonic. <laughs> that was it. It was like literally like, oh, now I don't need a Sega Genesis because now I have this. And then like two levels later I said, now I got to get mom to buy more batteries. This is not good. <laughs> the 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 Game Boy the 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 sad thing about the Game Boy is it was a really, really cool thing. And 
it is frustrating Looking that it back, didn't... I think it was a terrible console, honestly. It is a terrible console, but it was a really cool system at the time. Now, having Game Gear come out, I mean, in hindsight, you stop and look back at it and you go, I understand why Nintendo did what they did. They were going for maximum uh, maximum playability versus something because Game Gear is really cool. Don't get me wrong. And it's a seller. But when you put the two next to each other, Game Boy will beat it hands down. Oh, it's the game. Mostly. Like, because I, and I don't remember exactly, there was no appeal to games. I mean, for me at least. I don't remember there being like a a vast selection. I mean, we had, uh, what was it, Shikan the Forever Man, I think it was yeah, called? Yeah, that's, that's the um, one I was trying to think of. Gears? Was it called Gears? Or Pipes? I think it was called Gears. You had like, connects things and make a flow happen or something probably like that. i seem um, to remember that but not very much then we had sonic and i think that's literally it yeah we had three games and again i sorry mom <laughs> sorry past mom that you bought us that because i know it was expensive and we never really played much on it i think we went right back to the game boy because it had that selection, but like I said, looking back on it, the game, the the, the especially like the, the old one, it, the brick, it, yeah, like it was crap. A, it you had was to a, be in. You had to have light on it. It wasn't until the Game Boy Advance SP that I'm like, this is the greatest handheld ever. Like the the Game Boy SP was the first handheld where I'm like, these are great. It the the trick is, and this is really what I'm getting around to is 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 yeah, there there was the game selection on the on the Game Boy. But it was really it come came down to they chose um, play over power is really what they do, and, th- and that's this is something that I noticed about Nintendo over the course of all time is that they've always gone for we're a game or we're a play we're a toy company, and yes that has hurt them in some respects because and that that was the uh, what. Well, last console everybody was pointing out they should give up on consoles altogether and and just go back to making toys or games and it's like yes but this is their model and it's always worked and this was an excellent example of that with the the game boy versus the game gear yes the game gear was cool it had all kinds of bells it had all the whistles but you played that thing for 15 minutes and those batteries were dead unless you had the plug-in I think they were also literally looking at price. They wanted accessibility. Yeah. And the the thing that, I mean, most people probably know this, but if you're, in case you're completely out of the loop on video games, is Nintendo was very strict at that time. Mm-hmm. They were, you had to license a, you had to license a cartridge. That's what caused and a lot of And they were trying, they were trying bad to, will. Atari screwed up bad because mm-hmm. they were, they were publishing anything. And Nintendo came in and said, we're going to make this strict only quality stuff, only stuff that we license. You have to buy our cartridges and everything like that. You had a license. I remember there was there was a uh, we had a couple of them that were technically unlicensed cartridges, and you knew it because of how they looked. <laughs> and um, and so that's something you had to kind of take into consideration. Is that it was a completely different world with Nintendo. They wanted to make sure that this didn't fail again. And I think that 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 knowledge of how successful Nintendo was garnered them more properties. More stuff was coming to them. And again, I'm not sure because I don't. We weren't really big into the development process of a lot of the stuff back then. We just wanted to play games, so I don't know if there was a an element of one being more easier to to develop for and one not. 
um, just how these these companies came to specifically which company, but it was a it was a completely different game than what everything was before then. But yeah, we had we had tons of. I I remember playing um, Nintendo uh, Mario Mario Land was was that what that was the handheld ones was Mario Land right yeah um, Tetris Pokemon was huge mm-hmm. huge when Pokemon came out that was huge because oh, we never <laughs> we collect the cards but the Pokemon game itself was was completely different than anything else and it was great because it was one of those ones where that and it's so funny looking at it now. <laughs> I remember I remember when Pokemon here recently came out with Sword and Shield and every uh, the the flaming arguments came up again about oh you have to buy the DLC for multiple uh multiple times if you have two different ones and it was like that was how it was. I mean back then that was how it was. You got blue or you got red or your friend got red and then you would trade them. It was never you got blue and red and green. You traded them all to yourself because then you would need three freaking Game Boys sitting all next to each other and then trading them yourself. It was just not a thing that was. Back and then they always had the crossover. They always had the crossover a little bit later in the generation. So you had to get the yellow version. And, yeah, and it was the... terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I got yellow and I didn't like it for some reason. I didn't. I no, didn't. I never did actually get into the whole Pokemon craze. I, I've always wanted to. I really have. I've I tried. Got, the only one that I actually it. dug into and went nuts on was uh, Sapphire Blue. That one I went nuts on, and I played that to death. And I've always loved Pokemon ever since. But it's one of those that I, I love from the outside, mostly because I know what it has, and I love the concept of it. But the time investment. I, I can't do. I cannot put the time investment into that game as much as I want to. Yeah, I got I got into the games, um, and that was again like right there in the. It was still the element of me being getting into anime, and so I got into the anime itself. And I think I was really into Pokemon all the way up until the point that I went to the movie for the first movie, and then I was surrounded by a bunch of snotty nosed kids. And then I said, "Okay." I'm taking a break from Pokemon. <laughs> I'm taking a break from Pokemon. I go into the theater and I'm surrounded by kids and there's this kind of mafia-esque son sitting in front of me trading to different kids his stack of five uh, cards that he got because mom bought five tickets so that he can get all the Pokemon cards. I was this close to getting into Yu-Gi-Oh, strangely enough. <laughs> I never did it. Never did it. Yu-Gi-Oh! Never did. We did. We did. Magic. I, I I had a kid that was next door, and we, and we, and I played a lot of card games. And th- this kid was really into Yu-Gi-Oh! And I got really close because I, I when he showed it to me, I was actually it was like, man, this is actually a pretty cool system that they've got set up. But yeah, I'm not paying that much for all those cards. It's dangerous to get into. Back to the uh, video games. <laughs> but no, back to. Nintendo, uh, Game Boy, did a lot of, like I said, did a lot of Game Boy. I, I can't remember too many games with that one. I just remember that we did play it a lot. Um, other than Pokemon, that was the the freshest one in my mind. Like I said, we we did have friends that had Genesis. I, I remember I had one specific friend that I, I visited a lot and played uh, a lot of Genesis games. And then it, it's funny because I don't think there's really anything in between here. The next gen came up, which was Super NES. Um, we, we already did Super NES. Uh, Super NES was huge. Like, I'm so happy we went Super NES and not Genesis because I think a lot of my favorite games of all time 
Worst are still NES. Super NES mm-hmm. games. Yeah. Uh, Chrono Trigger, uh, Final Fantasy, which is technically six. Mm-hmm. We was three at the time. Uh, even two we, was two and was three, amazing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Two was like, holy crap, this storytelling. <laughs> I'm a child. I did not know I had these feelings, <laughs> and I now have these feelings. I love, I love Rydia. <laughs> yeah, Rydia, no. Rydia um, made me cry so many I, times. <laughs> get the hell off the screen, Kane. I don't care. <laughs> Cecil, stop being a wuss. Um, yeah, the return of Rydia. Palm and Parham. Oh, oh yes. Heartbreak. Destruction. Like, that, like, it, it's the funny. Man Tella. Yeah, yeah. Tella. Tella. Uh, I don't know why I like Tella, but I like Tella. <laughs> And it's like, it's one of those things where it's like, I, I, every time I think about the whole idea of what game would you like to be remade, it's always my, what always pops in my head is either Final Fantasy VI or Final Fantasy IV. Uh, five. I think it it's four. five. It was four. Really? Um, four was two, six was three. And, and was, which one was five? The, we never got it until recently. Um, the difficulty thing that always pops in my head is like, I, I like, I almost don't want Final Fantasy VI to be touched. And so my mind always kind of shifts to four to be remade. And that does come to mind is the idea of Rydia and and um, Tella and, and Cecil and King and all of them, Paul and Parham, would be fantastic to see remade. Um, but yeah, those, that, the six is still my favorite Final Fantasy of all time, though, still. And it's never really seen a proper bringing back. It's, it had a mobile version, which sucked it had a ps1 version which has crappy load times and then that's it and i and i almost wanted them to do what they did with the psp where the psp they did a remake of one and two still in sprite format but upgraded yeah and i was like oh i wish they'd done that with you know four and 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 six as well well the when they do it they do they do this weird 3d sprite thing and it just looks god awful it really does not look look good Did you see them on on the PSP? That's not. I'm not talking about one or two. I'm talking about the oh, I know, I know. the uh, the um, yeah the when they did read the three they did they did yeah. the 3D looking of it and it looks it looks god awful. It really does not look. Yeah, good. I mean it. They've gotten better at it because if it, if they because it was it was like the precursor the three remake on the PSP was like a precursor to what would end up being what they used for Bravely Default. And if they do a bravely, and even um, Octopath Traveler, if they do, if I they can make it in the Octopath Traveler style. I'd be perfectly fine with. That. I think I could deal with that. I the 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 problem is is, I I I guess I know they're my... going to put a Final Fantasy VII remake budget into it. Yeah, that's and that's so the, the problem. The, I want that middle ground of like, well, then have the bravely default team do it, or have the because the team that's doing Octopath Traveler and on all those new RPGs is doing a fantastic job of, of recreating that old nostalgic feeling mm-hmm. of rpgs keep it up re-bring those back yeah it's not a bad idea well then, what else on the oh, super, super mario world. World. yeah super, super mario, mario world. world you got your suit you got the That's mario one kart that... you've got oh my gosh zero f zero i remember playing, playing mario kart f zero and uh super mario world a lot with dad yeah that, that was a lot of memories with those three with him again um here's some here's some funny ones uh Zombies ate my neighbors. Yeah, <laughs> like like uh, an old style hidden gym. It was so funny. It's, uh, some time ago, it was about a year or so ago, I seen somebody t- suddenly, randomly out of nowhere, bring up Zombies Ate My Neighbor. I'm like, somebody else played that. 
I thought that was just me. That uh, is a that is a special type of game that you if, if you played it, you know that game. <laughs> it's because it's so unique. Yeah, Metroid. I don't. I don't know that I liked it. I liked Metroid much back then, but Metroid yeah, Zelda was Link to the past was Metroid huge. Metroid was one of those that is just such a weird animal. It's it's one of those another one of those that I've always appreciated from afar wanting to get into it <laughs> but i never could <laughs> appreciate it from afar it's it's one of those that i know if i if i actually took the time and spent the time i'd actually appreciate it like everybody else does so i just kind of from from a distance i know it exists i've played it here and there i've tried to do it i can't i can't do it <laughs> Maybe I suck at those games, but I, I, it's just like Castlevania in general. I mean, we've, I, the only one that I've played and beat is Simon's Quest. That's it. That was good. That was a good one. It was a great game. And yet it's the one that everybody is, is the bane of everybody's existence. Well, no, it, you see, you're not cool unless you like, uh, uh, Symphony of the Night. That's, Symphony that's of the Night. Exactly. The I mean, <laughs> I've tried to play Ca- Castlevania one. I, I hate it. Um, Castlevania three. I hate it. Uh, Castlevania four. I hate it. So you tell me, am I, obviously I'm the one that's in the wrong here. So <laughs> again, it's, it's one of those things where I don't, I don't know if it's because it was all we had. And so we just forced ourselves to play Cause all of them, I played them all like to death. And I don't know if it was cause I liked them or if it's cause I was, I had nothing else to play. <laughs> well, I that's like, know. that's like Contra. I, I couldn't stand Contra. Oh, Contra was terrible. We played to death. <laughs> I do remember code. doing the up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right. You had to. <laughs> that was the only way to do it. And it was funny because that, that was that was the the time and era of no internets and how there was so many like quote unquote secrets <laughs> that people would talk about that you would just do stupid things to try to figure out if you could do it. The I mean the big popular one was the Laura Craft uh, Croft naked mode or whatever it was. It was a trick <laughs> to do that. <laughs> Uh, There's no way. There was, is there, there was, is there a naked mode? I don't think there was. I think it was just a <laughs> trick to get people to do some stupid thing inside of her mansion to try to get her top off or something like that. Which um, is, again, looking back on it now, we were kids and that was literally like the most sexy thing in video games was that poly- <laughs> those those four polygons the, that were on Strangely enough, I I totally missed uh uh uh, Tomb Raider. I missed that one completely. I I think you put it in front of me at one point, and I was like, "What the hell is this?" <laughs> I, I I so no, I missed that one completely. Um, but no, on on as far as uh, uh, kind of mythos type, it was the minus level, and I've literally never gotten there. I've heard that it actually does exist, um, but I have never been able to get it. And that was another one of those weird ones that just minus level, the minus level in Super Mario Brothers. Oh, at the end of one two, you had to force a um, a clipping by making the screen go farther than it's supposed to. Those were so weird. A lot of those were weird. I mean, that's like just kind of like going behind the 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 finished screen in Super Mario World. All those were so weird. Yeah. 
and it, it, it's it's just Easter eggs, and and and, yeah. and being able to force those is 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 just a trick in their in their self. But once you've got the trick, you got it. You 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 never you can always re recreate it once you understand how that trick works. Yeah, and some of them were technically built something they put into playtesters. I mean, the, the Konami code was is technically has always been known as being that was for playtesters. They knew they knew that these people weren't going to get to that game, so they just put in a Konami code where the playtesters could actually be able to get to the end of the game <laughs> and know that it doesn't have problems. Uh, and that was technically what the game game, game genie and Game Gear they were just forcing that yeah. kind of stuff in there, changing the data in there so that it, the game thinks that you have this much when you start out. It's changing that code to start out at this point rather than this it's point. just accessing memory addresses, yeah. which was. Really great. Now, th- I <laughs> it was I, really great because then we could actually beat games and didn't have to bang our heads against the wall all the time. It's, it's actually kind of funny because the the whole idea behind the Game Genie, it, it, they sell it as a making three wishes. And it's such a marketing gimmick if you ever did think about it is – because you, you give me, you give me a magic code and I, I will give you these three – it's such a ch- – cheap trick it was amazing it though now the the stupid thing that was about the game genie um and i think it was also present no because i think the 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 game genie on the super nest i don't think had this problem it probably did too but the the original game genie with the nes it was like this stupid thing that just made the cart stick out of either if you were the drawer one you were to get the cart <laughs> just stick it out of the drawer like sideways and if you had the the top loading in nes which is like the best one it was just sticking up like a tower, and you had well, to like, like the, the, you had the Game to have Boy. Like, the Game Boy was like <laughs> made it like five times longer. You had to have like this big old manual because every time you started up the game, you had to enter <laughs> in the codes again. So you're entering all these texts. I don't know if it was like what was it eight characters for each cheat. We said like the most mm, yeah, was, m- was probably flashy intro screen too. It's like these big old letters, and you're. I know it was. It was. It was like it was probably eight, and then the then the actual change. So it's the memory address, and then the the code change. So it would be, you would be effectively changing it from whatever its base number is, like but, three to FF, which would be two hundred fifty five. Yeah, yeah, it makes sense going looking at it back now, but. Yeah, and it was funny because you never knew that it was going to work until you started the game. Yeah, you just put a code in, and then and then they you had this the entire section de- uh, devoted to teaching you how to create codes. And it's like, no, yeah, yeah, no, never, you're not, you're, you're not going to go through all f f f f f f f f f numbers to find one thing that will change a <laughs> value. That's what that was what made the Game Shark so amazing. Like when when I first game heard the Game awesome. Shark, I'm like, so it. It knows them. <laughs> I don't have to enter it every time. What is this magic? And then you could go on. Of course, on that the, was the day and age that when we started actually. Well, yeah. Super NES actually technically had onboard memory for the, the cartridges. But yeah, it was just like this fascinating world of not having to type in these stupid codes. <sighs> that was around the time that the internet was slowly starting to take take effect. Because I, yeah, I seem to remember getting... I seem to remember getting GameShark codes off of the internet. I do know that they you could order a book that would come with more codes because you were entering the codes into Game the Shark GameShark. was was uh, PlayStation and Sega Saturn days, wasn't it? Seems like it. So was that generation. So yeah, that would, that would be the internet days. Um, 
so I guess to get in that generation, we went Sega Saturn initially. <laughs> uh, that was my fault. Okay, because <laughs> here's the thing: I had went, I had went into the army. I think you guys went PC for a while, right? Uh, no, this is before then. Because we didn't get a PC until we went. To, no, we did. We got we went, Saturn when we were in. Uh, uh, before I went to the army. Right. Right. So yeah, okay. I take it, it back. Because initially, um, yeah, I don't, I don't remember why that decision was made. Of course, at the time, I didn't know about PlayStation. Again, this is this is an area of time where PlayStation didn't come did, out until I was in the army. <sighs> That's why Sega Saturn. Yeah, I guess that technically makes sense because the whole the whole conversation is that uh, technically the the PlayStation was supposed to be the Nintendo's next console, and that's true. So, well, no, they came out pretty close to each other, very close to each other. But yeah, I I, I don't know why. When the was it? What was the date? Was. What was the actual dates? Uh, 11, 94. 94, 12, 3. and ninety four. So about a month off from each other. Now, like so said, we, uh, we went Saturn, and then I joined the army because it it would have only been about two to three years. It was definitely in that time frame that you went. But no, I, I remember we got the Saturn, and I, again, I don't really it doesn't really matter now at this point. But um, well, I mean, we still enjoyed it. I mean, it was it was funny because again, it was in that time period where I didn't realize what a crappy game was. <laughs> I just, I vividly, I mean, I still had a lot of fun on it. Like I had, I loved uh virtual fighter play that to death. I was, I was amazing with pie. Um, having fun with Jeffrey. Like I said, we, we mentioned that again in high score girl. I loved the, the that was another one that we had a fighter. <laughs> the Jaguar. I, I mean, that it. might, that might, that might explain <laughs> why we were a little bit funky during that time frame. We we messed up so bad. Because we, we did. We, uh, now, now, I wonder if that's part dad. It could be. I, I can totally see the, Jagu- the Jaguar being his fault. And I don't, he think, but again, we, I, don't, I don't know what was the cause of the Sega Saturn. Because, and this is, one of the, again, one of those very vivid memories of mine. Was while everybody's looking at the next Sega, uh, the Sega Saturn game that we're gonna buy. Like we, it was again. This is one of those vivid memories of like going into Toys R Us and going into those aisles where they have like all these little slip sheets. You had to, you mm-hmm. found the cover art that you wanted and you pull the slip sheet and you went up to the front to the caged room and they would get your game. And I remember where everybody's standing next to where all the Sega Saturn games they're choosing what game they're gonna buy. And I'm walking over here and I'm standing in front of the PlayStation. Area. <laughs> Because I knew about PlayStation because of my friend. My friend was the one that got... Again, this is the guy, the same guy that introduced me to a lot of anime. Uh, he was the one that had it. He was the one that had uh, Final Fantasy VII. And I still remember the day that I somehow talked him... I don't know how I did. I somehow talked him into letting me take his PlayStation and walk next door where our grandma lived... And sit it in my grandma's other living room, and I played it nonstop. But, uh, yeah, anyway, sorry. <laughs> I think that's really kind of probably what ended up happening. Because it, it, that, that, that particular generation didn't really honestly start until, for me at least, until I got into the Army. And I went, when I had gone through basic training and we were in, and I was in AIT... The funniest thing in the world happened. 
and this is literally, I remember specifically going to the PX, buying a Sega Saturn, taking it back to my barracks, setting it up. I had bought a TV. I had all this set up and I was so happy. I had, um, I want to say it was uh, Mega Man, one of the, 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 at the time, the newest Mega Man. And I'm sitting there playing it and I had went across the hall. Somebody was watching Guyver. <laughs> Guyver. Guyver, the, the anime Guyver. Yeah. That was a messed up anime. <laughs> yeah, very violent. Um, and I remember specifically to the T glancing across the room and seeing the most um, nostalgia invoking scene. And, and, and this is exactly what you'll catch. I heard this ding and fight. And then you see the, you see the characters jumping out. It was final fantasy seven. It was the most nostalgia invoking scene I had ever seen. And I said, where the heck did you get that? What is that? (laughs) And they said it was on the PlayStation. I, at that moment, I realized I had made a vast mistake. (laughs) Don't that worry, was... I'll eventually visit you there and we'll play Bloody Roar. <laughs> <laughs> Every one of the Bloody Roars. Was it like two was there two Bloody Roars that we got that day? You got like you like bought like an extra controller, like two memory cards, and I think you bought like a bunch of Bloody Roar or something like that. It seems like I, I had a bunch of Bloody Roars. And Roar. yeah, you had you had our you had our uh our binder of, of Sega Saturn games that we had thrown at you. <laughs> um they had just tons of we like I said we still enjoyed what we got yeah. and we played them to death because we never we didn't know different and like I said I went eventually like I said it and eventually discovered the PlayStation and thought holy crap this Final Fantasy VII is amazing but again that with the mindset there was still I go there and play that and then I go back home and I did enjoy the games that I had on my Sega Saturn it was never uh we made mistakes for me anyways but it was for you it was you bought it so obviously you would know that it was a mistake for me it was it was given to me so I'm going to play it but that was a distinct memory and I remember I remember uh uh the reason why he got it was he actually traded something else I think he traded his Genesis or his his Saturn maybe uh because another friend of ours uh, a friend of his we went to his house one time, and he had the PlayStation, and they were playing Killer Instinct. I think very Maybe it was Mortal Kombat. I think it was Mortal Killer Kombat Instinct, is probably more likely. But yeah, it was like holy crap! This is so violent and crazy. And I think he, like I said, I think he Killer Instinct is pretty pretty stinking violent. Um, I just hated it because you just couldn't do nothing. <laughs> so if somebody had you on a combo, you're not doing anything unless you know counters and stuff. Um, fascinating. I actually recently got into learning about Killer Instinct, and it's fascinating learning the actual stuff behind it, rather than just saying I got myself my butt kicked too much and I stopped playing it. <laughs> I do remember um, at some point seeing the Clay Fighters. Clay Fighters was yeah, we had a Clay Fighters. Fascinating game. Or we like we rented that one. I don't think we actually bought it. It. I. I've. I don't think I've ever Shaq actually Fu. owned it. <laughs> Shaq Fu was what that was that was a loss. That was a loss. That was such a loss. That was a mistake. Oh, but uh, Clay Fighters mostly on the aspect of what what went into making that game. They they did some really fascinating things. That was was the fascinating thing about like anything back in the cartridges days. You know, Super NES and back was 
the fascinating stuff behind the technology they put into stuff in order to make them work, how Yoshi's Island works. There's like there's actual distinct chips that they have to put into them just to make them function, which makes sense why they cost so dang much. <laughs> because they actually they had like the hardware in the Dagon cartridge. Um, I mean, it, it. I mean, to give it an equivalent to these days, it's almost like, you know, it is the the, the like almost like putting a graphics card onto your 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 cartridge that you're putting into your Switch just to make it do some new technology. That's what it was doing. It was it, it was this advancement that they were doing within the cartridges themselves? But um, yeah, I at that same period of time, I also remember going with that same friend. To a store, I don't remember exactly where it was at. It was it was out of town. We were we were kind of traveling around with his dad, and we went to this store that he knew about that had imports in it. So there was a ton of anime imports and stuff, and there was 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 fantastic. And in the corner there was a table, a small round table with a small CRT not a CRT monitor, a tube monitor or television actually television. I don't know why I'm, I'm getting current time phrasing in there. A small television sitting in a corner with a weird-looking, oddly-shaped, blackish box with a cartridge hanging out the top of it. Not discs. Because <laughs> we're, we're getting discs now. We're doing PlayStation. We're doing Sega Saturn. There's still cartridges hanging out the top of it. That was an N64. And it had a weird <laughs> little claw controller sitting in front of it. And we had to pay, like, 15 bucks to play it for, like, 10 minutes. And it was... <laughs> Somebody was ripping you off. <laughs> Mario 64. And I was in love, like madly in love. Like I would want to pay over and over again. We, of course, we didn't stay there very long, but we did pay to play it once. And we just took turns on it. But yeah, that was Mario 64. And that was the first time I seen like 3D modeled gaming and it looked like better than anything else. Yeah, that was when it, like, when it was actually looked smooth. Yeah. Because we had Bug. What was it? Bug? On uh, Bug 3D or something well, like that? Well, Virtual Fighter had already came out. Yeah, Virtual, and, Virtual and those, Fighter, and those, we had that. While they weren't bad, they were a little bit almost janky. It was just blocky. Mario, I yeah, mean, Mario like was... Or uh, Tomb Raider. Yeah, Mario was a lot more smooth, and it, and it, and it actually looked cartoonish, which yeah. is a huge benefit. Things it, looked flat. On, they looked solid. They didn't look like blocky figures. I mean, even with Final Fantasy, it was like they were all pox, you know, blocky characters. And this was like, it looked like, yeah, like a cartoon that was a fully 3D and everything looked smooth. On my side, I ended up bumping into 64. I was in Kentucky at the time. And I had, I want to say that it, it, it was one of those foregone conclusion, I'm going to buy a Nintendo 64. And the second that it was out, yeah, I'm buying it. And so, I mean, when was that? That was 97? 96. So, yeah, it, it would have been literally right after I had gotten out of basic training. So it was literally within within months of me getting to Kentucky, I went and bought one because it's Nintendo. And, and we, like, I, like we said earlier, we literally were... If you want to call us that, the Nintendo family, we we had a soft spot for it. It, it, it wasn't one of those things that once we got older, we didn't go into it. I, like we were saying, we we bought the PlayStation, we bought the Sega Saturn, we were all over the place as far as, and even now, Andrew, there I don't think there's a console that Andrew hasn't bought in so far in the last four generations. Bought. So, <laughs> yeah, like I, I'm the only one that I have not bought. Like my first console I ever paid for. 
was a GameCube. That was the first one I think that I bought new, and then then before that, because I think everything before was either gifted or kind of acquired through trade or something like that. But no, I think in that generation, so it is it was the generation of PlayStation. I had bought like Sega Saturn. four four 64s, it seems like. <laughs> I I remember when they w- released the colored ones, and I think I gave you guys one, and then I bought, like, another one. Yeah, because I don't, I, don't, I, didn't, I didn't actually remember the moment that we actually got the 64. Because I remember, I remember we had the Sega Saturn first. Um, and I, 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 the games that I remember most about the Sega Saturn was uh, Street Fighter the movie. Which again, looking back on it now, I was like, "This is, this game was terrible." <laughs> but again, again, playing it with my dad and just thoroughly enjoyed it as much as I could. Uh, Virtual Fighter, Virtual On. Uh, there was one game, and I still to this day, I still want to go buy it. Like on a regular basis, this is the only game that I look back on of all the games I've ever played. This is the only game I look back on and go, "I want to buy that and play that right now." Like I, I regularly will go on eBay and try to find this. Albert Odyssey. Mm-hmm. I rented that game, and I should have bought it at some point in my life, and I never did. And I think now it's like really stupid expensive, but Albert Odyssey was like, was that JRPG on this Sega Saturn that I thoroughly enjoyed, and I almost wanted to. I I kind of like I said, wish I had grabbed it at the time and kept it. Um, Knights. Knights, yeah. Love that game too, and you had to get like a special controller with it too. That was what was funky about that one. Uh, it's hard to remember, and I know we had a lot of games on there. Um, what was that stupid horror game that I got on that thing? Yeah, that's that. It, it's hard to remember much of the game that we had on there one. Um, but yeah, PlayStation. I don't, I don't remember exactly when we got the PlayStation, but there was a lot of games that we got on that one. Uh, yeah, PlayStation uh, for play? me. PlayStation for me was when I was in AIT. I I I absolutely remember that. That's what I was talking about with the whole seeing Final Fantasy VII and realizing that I had made a massive mistake by <laughs> buying a Sega Saturn. It not because I didn't like Sega Saturn. It was because Final Fantasy was sitting in front of me. Somebody else was playing it, and I had no clue that there was a Final Fantasy VII. <laughs> and it's so funny because it's like. And that's I, when that's when we realized, wait, this is seven. Where the heck is yeah. three, four? <laughs> wait, <laughs> my life's been a lie. <laughs> where was it? And again, that was the day and ages where you you never really realized things are happening. Like I didn't know about Final Fantasy VIII until I seen it on a shelf. Mm-hmm. Like I walk in there suddenly, there's eight. Wait, wait, there's an eight. You didn't have like Twitter telling you constantly yeah. what's happening three, five years in advance. We didn't hear about a game five years in advance before it actually comes out. But no, it's, it's funny because I... PlayStation I, and getting into... Because that that one was... I mean, shoot, how long were we in that generation? A long time. Well, and that's the thing. Is it for me? Because it didn't PlayStation like- was the, the last console I thoroughly got into for a long time. After PlayStation 1, I technically went away from consoles for quite a while. But no, it is it is another vivid memory that I had was going into a, a Toys R Us or whatever and going into the gaming section. And this was a this was a huge thing about PlayStation is that they cornered the market through discs. And when you went into those aisles where gaming was at, you had lots 
and lots of PlayStation games. You had literally an entire side of cabinets filled with games for PlayStation. And then you had maybe like a half section on the the right side that was Sega Saturn. And then you had this small single cabinet with 64 games. There was just so many games being made for PlayStation. And again, that was another one that's similar to this. And this was a sad thing. And we realized, this is actually one of the few things that we realized at the time was that, wow, everybody left Super NES. Like we, we thought that like JRPGs was Nintendo's thing. And so when you had, yeah, Final Fantasy was on it. You had, you know, Panzer, or not Dragon Dragon, um, uh, Legend of Dragoon was on there, uh, Vagrant Story. There were so many amazing JRPGs that were on PlayStation. And then you went over to the the Nintendo area where you're like, what happened, Nintendo? And you look up there and all you can see is like a weird version of Resident Evil 2. <laughs> it seems like it a seems bunch like... of first party games. And the only RPG you had on that wall was Quest 64. <laughs> it seems like, it seems like, my realization was probably GameCube. When I was sitting there con- contemplating getting a GameCube, I want to say um, I had that was the that was the last point because we had we had the Game Boy Advanced. I I almost yeah. positive we had that, but the GameCube. I, I don't think I personally bought one until later. Um, I want to say you had bought one, and I want I really 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 liked. Um, some of the things that were in there but i avoided it and i never it took me a long time before i finally got one um i do remember however um getting the playstation 2 and i specifically bought the playstation 2 for final fantasy 10 literally (laughs) because when i because here was my gap because i Thoroughly enjoyed the PlayStation. Like I said, we we played so many games on there. But at some point in that late period of PlayStation, we finally got a PC. <laughs> that was the point which we finally got a PC, and we and I got into specifically Ultima Online, and that was a '98 game. I think it was like '98 that I got into it. Um, yeah, it was up. while I was in. It was in while I was. In yeah, we we just moved to another location, and that was my exit. Was playing an online game that I found, which was Ultima Online. The funny, the funny thing is, is I almost think I had went in there when it was in beta or something like that, but I don't remember. I don't remember the I name you of the game. EverQuest. Then you get. Weren't you the one that was in EverQuest? Of course, that was a little bit later. I tried EverQuest. But I I didn't stay in it for very long. Yeah, I tried it and <laughs> was not <laughs> no, my game. No, this one was I I seem to remember. And when when I thought about it later, as when I considered what Ultima Online had, I think it's very possible it was a very very early version of it. But the sad thing is, I don't remember the name of the game, so I don't know for a fact at all. Um, but my first honest uh introduction to ultima online was i had just got home for i think it was on a uh i was on on leave and i came home and seeing you play in it and it was like that is just a weird game (laughs) i'm gonna go back to my playstation i I guess i didn't get enough credit at the time we talked about it but going back to n64 because i talked about playstation like i said a lot of jrpgs Xeno Xenogears is technically still my favorite game of all time, and that was on the PlayStation. 
Uh, Xenogears was amazing. The Final Fantasy games were amazing. Um, even though I had my issues with eight and nine. <laughs> um, yeah, it was just a, it was an incredible console that just had a plethora of games. And there were a lot of 3D games that worked out. Tenchu was another huge one that I really enjoyed. But N64, it's, it's funny because N64 wasn't about quantity. It was about quality. And I can't tell you how many times I went to my friend's house and we played just hours and hours of GoldenEye, Perfect Dark, Mario Kart 64. It was like it was like a handful of games that you could carry with you anywhere you went. And you would sit down in front of with a bunch of other people and play it to death. And it was beautiful game. And of course, now you look back and it's like, you know, gold, the big joke is like GoldenEye runs at three frames per second. <laughs> you set off those dang proxy mines and suddenly out of nowhere, it's a slideshow. <laughs> but it was, it was, that was, that was the, you know, the halo of that time. That was the, the Call of Duty at that time. That was the huge thing at that particular time. But yeah, PC. PC finally happened. We got a, again, this is another one of those I'm sorry parents of of, of past days that, because I found it sometime later that they were still paying for that stupid PC. Gateway? Like, yes, it was a gateway. It was it was the cow box. <laughs> I, I fell for the gateway uh, thing too. And, and, when you try to pay that off, yes, they have the they had the worst. They had this thing called a balloon payment or something like that, where if you tried to pay it off, they compound all the interest the at interest. one time or at some. It was a, the stupidest rule in the book, and you technically signed the contract or something like that, and it was like, no, nah, this is a racket. I wonder if there was ever a lawsuit around that. I hope there was. The- I hope they paid dearly for that stupid. But yeah, they. I ended up finding out like ten years later that they were still paying for it, which was like heartbreaking to me. I'm like, really? Yeah. Holy crap! That that game is that thing is literally a hunk of junk now. Because that that was at the time period where every year the ba- leaps and bounds that technology was going was in, in, insane. Like we, it was like a what was it a three thirty three megahertz CPU yeah. Celeron that thing. I mean, it was. I think originally it had like ten gigabyte hard drive. I I improved that thing as much as I could because I was getting big into video, uh, uh, computers at the time, so I was I was tweaking the heck out of the the XP. It had ninety five on it with an upgrade. No, it, was, it had ninety eight on it. It had an upgrade to SC when that came out, and I ended up eventually putting XP on it because I had this like partnership program at the company I was working with, and I got XP for like ten bucks. Put XP on it like. Did so many altercations to it just to get it to run Ultima Online as amazing as possible. (laughs) And we were doing dial-up at the time. And eventually we got broadband, which was huge. And I was running circles around people on Ultima Online. And Ultima Online was a huge part of my life for what? Like, I want to say I played that for a good three or so years. And... I loved it. It was it was a huge experience changing because I mean we went from yeah back when we were in our home when we were the place where we were born and playing N sixty four with my friends that was huge. But sitting down with other friends and playing video games was huge. But eventually we moved and I left behind all my friends and I had no friends and I never really wanted to meet new people. 
And so I was just playing single player games. I was doing my own thing. And at some point when we got the PC and I got online, I was playing that and suddenly I started meeting people. And that was my first experience with an MMO and meeting people again. I started making friends that were like really strong bonds. And it was a whole new world for me. And that was the same thing. We transitioned to World of Warcraft. I had the same thing when we went to World of Warcraft was just meeting new friends on there. And a lot of friends from Ultima Online went to World of Warcraft. But it was huge for me. And I got, I had four accounts. <laughs> I had at the time four Ultima Online, Ultima Online, Ultima accounts. Online, yeah, and because you only had like what five slots, character slots, yeah, and they, and and they only allowed you like three uh, professions or something like that. I well, remember you, well, you know, because you had you had at the original launch version. Eventually, you got up, you could get up to like 120 per stat or per skill, but originally you only could go up to 100 with each swordsman tactics anatomy healing hiding i can't believe i remember all these damn things uh poisoning and then you could only have what was it 800 total i think it was 800 i i don't remember very much anatomy healing hiding i think it was maybe it it was five but anyways so each character could only have that max amount so you had one character you would make that was a mage. Then you make one that was a tamer. Then you make one that was a, yeah, carpenter, uh, crafter, basically, character. And then you make another one that was a um, thief. I mean, so I, I ended up having multiple accounts just to fill out. And then you would have the want to go be a murderer. And you wouldn't want to do that in your main character. So then you make another one that was a full PvP character that had no talents for PvE. And they would go red, so you'd make another account for that. And, of course, you had to have an account per house. And I had multiple. That was another reason why I had four total. I think I had characters on two. And I had two more accounts because I had multiple houses that I wanted to keep. And then and then, foolish newbie Somebody, brothers I, I, buys one day, a one house. Day, <laughs> yeah, one day I log in, and I'm in my house. And it, and it suddenly says, your house is in danger of collapsing. I'm going... Why is my house in danger of collapsing? And I immediately go, Chris, why is my house in danger of collapsing? And you're like, oh, I didn't know you had a house. It was, like you said, I didn't know you had a no, house. No, I, I was all excited and going, Andrew, I bought I thought, a house. Because <laughs> there's one slot at the bottom of my account that says, well, I think it was Sapphire Wolf at yeah. the time. Yeah, I was like, there, there, I, so I knew to ask Chris, because I was a Sapphire on my account. Uh, yeah, he was so happy that he had this house in felucia which he hates felucia because felucia is the pvp area <laughs> and he hates pvp oh oh man i knew nothing i was a complete and total utter clueless guy i knew nothing about that game somebody somebody was your name me, i don't even remember you had a nickname in that game remember, you remember what your nickname was in that game the blue blob or the something. blue blur <laughs> Because when everybody's seen him, he was just nothing but blue, like the most <laughs> gaudy blue possible. And he just ran by you, and you would see this like this blue blur just go by. So everybody <laughs> called him the blue blur. Oh man! But no, it was it was great because I think when I first started, they just opened up Tremel, and that was fine for me because I had two sides of that game that I played. Again, I had, that was why I had a lot of characters. My two sides of that gaming was 
my side that wanted to do role play in the Tremel side, because it was a lot easier to do role play, not have to worry about griefers that would ruin your role play experience. And then the other side was doing uh, PvP. And I got really into the PvP the moment we got broadband. And I did thieving was an awesome, a lot of fun that we did. I did a lot of that with, with the other brother. Um, there was a thieving guild that we were in that you would just go around stealing from people was, was, was great. And it was great too, because with the thieving side, I had so much fun with that because you could essentially rob somebody of their weapons, their reagents, and then kill them with it very, very slowly, <laughs> but you could kill them with it because you're essentially, if somebody comes at you and they have all their stats are built into, I'm going to take this sword and beat it down on you as hard as possible to kill you in one shot if you essentially have the ability to take that other hand what are they going to do they can't fight anymore they no longer have their weapon and then you can just swing it until it finally hits them and then they'll kill them because they can't do nothing about it and that was that was a lot of fun doing that and i had a lot of stories around that that i ended up posting online because i i just had so much fun with it just taking uh, there was one, I don't know, it was, it was some kind of ash region or something like that. It was Magic Arrow. It was the region for Magic Arrow. And it was also the region for a lot of abilities. So as long as you can get into his bag and steal that ash, you can kill them and they won't be able to cast many spells back at you because you took that one key ingredient, region that they needed. It was a lot of fun. I did a lot of, like I said, I did a lot of RP. Uh, we ended up having like this one valley where we had most of the houses. And so we called it Wilmeth, I think it was called. Yeah. And that was the same uh, valley that our first guild that we joined was in, which was uh, some really good friends. Was it CKS, I think it was called? Celestial Knights of Fate? CKF. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, I think so. Um, I had caught the tail end of that just before you. They eventually, yeah, they eventually quit. And I think I placed on where they were living so I got that plot, and then that's when the real play guild came in, and we pretty much tried to own as many houses. We created like schools where we taught like the history. I I ended up teaching a lot of them how to PvP because I was doing a lot of PvP on the on the outside, so I was training them a lot. There was RP wars, so we would have like any any role play guild that we were technically against, we would always be flagged against them with our guilds. So you can essentially PvP all like whenever you wanted. Because you were always flagged to be able to kill each other, and so we did that a lot to to role play as well. It was it was a really cool time, and I had a lot of fun. And then itemization came to that game, and I stopped playing it <laughs> because the itemization killed that game's PvP so bad. That because was when the that's when the scrolls started happening, and that's it when was everybody the, was was going and killing the weird. No, that was just before it. Uh, so the scrolls were fun because that would increase your – you were able to increase your stats you or your skills to 120. Well, it was, there was ones that went by 5 and there was one that went 10 mm-hmm. and there was scrolls that would do 120 or 20 total. And then, yeah, like on the other side of that, they released this other dungeon where you would go in and kill these same stupid mobs over and over again until you got these artifact weapons and rings. And like I said, that's when – for me, it killed it. Like I said, I was fine with the 120 stuff, but in the moment everybody had these same two rings and bracelets that made their fast cast like super fast, the game was just done. <laughs> I was just done with it at that time because it was just a bunch of people twinking out the heck out of their character and then killing everybody. 
And yeah, I, I quickly after that just kind of quit. And I think that's when I got the GameCube. Because mm. I, I know that I took a brief moment to get back into consoles before I did World of Warcraft. But I know that I didn't get my PS2 until after I got into World of Warcraft. Because I was, like I said, I was, I got the slim PS2. Like I was that late into it. Oh, that that would make sense because I I know I got the I got the PS2 before I came here because it was I was with I was with my ex at the time. Yeah, you had the brick. <laughs> yeah, I had, you the, had the VCR. <laughs> um, and I and that like I said, I bought that literally specifically to play Final Fantasy X. Oh, we skipped Dreamcast. Did you ever talk about your Dreamcast? Because <laughs> you had it at some. Point. I loved my poor Dreamcast. <laughs> my poor Dream. That was that was another one of those. Why I that was that was my last my last vet vestige of the Segas and and it hurt it that one I really really loved that Dreamcast and that was the I think it was the last one that I bought when I was in the army that was the I, last I can't remember ever playing a Dreamcast that that's what's sad is I don't need I want to say that I I I really want to say that I played for Code Veronica for like two minutes. But I don't remember. Like that was just a that was just a console that I don't remember ever touching. And that's sad because like it you I was had to huge. Play, you had to have played Lotus Wars. You were the one that played that to death. I know I, I think played I played it. through you. <laughs> like I experienced that game through you and you're constantly farming and going to the blacksmith <laughs> over and over again. <laughs> that blacksmith. <laughs> like I'm literally going, he's doing the same thing again. <laughs> and I would leave and I come back and go, he's still doing the same thing again. Because that stupid mithril, that mithril was brutal <laughs> in that game. That was probably the one thing to, to max, to max everything out because I beat the game. The game was not that hard, all said and done, but it was, it, it took a lot of resources and, I mean, even to this day, that's the one thing that I love about that game and hate about it at the same time is building those weapons. And that's my point. It's like I don't – maybe I've dabbled in it for a couple minutes, but I just have zero memory of the Dreamcast besides playing a little bit of Code Veronica and watching you play that. And that's sad because it's like I know there's a lot of people that love that system. And I think a lot of people's love for that is the is the nostalgic not the nostalgic players, but the the classic gamers, the ones that are going back and getting the catalogs. Because where is its catalog? It's the Japanese games. It's like there was so, there was still games being made for Dreamcast like a couple of years ago. Yeah. I heard they released a game for it. I'm like, holy crap! They're still developing for the Dreamcast. <laughs> it's been so many years. They're still developing for it. It's insane. But I mean, it was it was a. It was an interesting game, and I think a lot of its love is also. I want to say it was Fantasy Star. Didn't it have Fantasy Star on that? Or was that GameCube? Fantasy Star was on there. So I know that was on GameCube too, because that's that's when I first learned about um, MMOs. That consoles can go online. <laughs> yeah, I want to say James had had Fantasy Star, and that's my first introduction to MMOs because I I learned about that before Ultima Online. Yeah. It's it's still crazy because Ultima Online was like a click and move kind of game, and it was it was technically click and move. It was you could do click and move in that game, but because it, it was an overhead, you could 
you could hold down the right click and your character chases your cursor, basically. And then you can left click on somebody with a spell and then follow up last targets to, to beat the crap out of them. But I tried to re... Like I said, after the itemization was added to that, I, I tried to replicate my love for that one by trying other games. And it, it required me to buy my own... to build my own new computer. And that was my first time I built a computer was was late in the Ultima Online days. And I tried to dabble in other games. I tried, like, uh, Shadowbane. And that game was great at first. But then you started realizing people were figuring out the best way to make their character broken and just mow down people. Like, there was this guy that did a... He made a dwarf character dual-wield throwing with axes... And shot his, I don't know if it was Dex or something like that, his speed up insanely. So he was literally a machine gun. And he just walked out there and suddenly, brrr, and people just died. It was insane. And then they they got, the big thing on that one was that there was territorial ownership. So you'd build a, a base, and then you can essentially take over other people's bases by, they put a stone down which would attack their their tree at a certain date. And they would, it would make their tree destroyable. And at some point, it just turned out the map was just one guild, and so it's like, what's the point even playing anymore? One yeah. guild took over everything. I've seen I've seen games where that that ends up happening. And there's a new it's game so coming ignorant. out. I've seen somebody playing a new game that's coming out here soon. It was being beta tested. It was Amazon's game, New World. And guess what? That one's doing something similar. And I'm curious if that's going to have the same problems as what <laughs> Shadowbane did, where one guild has it all because they had the best people, or they just Essentially, with Shadowbane, there was really a lot of there was two guilds that were really huge, and there was two guilds. There was a many guilds, and there was two guilds that were decently huge, but everything was kind of equal. But at some point, those two guilds came together and destroyed everybody else. And I heard later that those that guild got a big, huge split, and then it kind of created a division again. But um, and then the moment that that happened, I went to check out the other guild, the other shards. Had, they all have the same problem. They were all just one big guild destroying everything else. Um, anyways, uh, I tried EverQuest. That one didn't work. I was not a fan of that one. Um, what else? I think that was all for me for PC. I mean, I did. I dabble a little bit into StarCraft and and Warcraft, but they weren't. I I, I did enjoy StarCraft for the time that I played it and Sims. I did. I did. I had a moment. I of Sims. played way too much Sims. <laughs> I and that's so funny because every now and then I hear like, "Here's this new Sims for this continent." I'm like, "No, I'm not doing it again. <laughs> I'm not doing it again." You can't bring. That's like Minecraft. I no, dabbled. I'm not I dabbled. For it. I dabbled with Sims two for a little while, but no, I will not. That's one of those games that it's a set it and forget it type game, and I lift. I would leave that stupid game on all night and. I remember so many times waking up in the middle of the night to blah, 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 See, Ultima Online, Ultima Online was a set and forget it game, too, because I had so many characters, and how did I build them up? Macros. That was the 8x8 method of raising up your stats, where you got on a boat near a server, a world server line. So you'd find a location where technically two servers meet. And you always knew that because if you're running after somebody and suddenly out of nowhere it felt like your character skipped a step. Mm-hmm. You told me about you that. Know that you, you knew that you walked from one server's edge to the next server to make one big seamless world, essentially. So to do the 8x8, eight eight, you had to find this edge out in the middle of the ocean. And then you made your boat. You cast a spell until you got a, a gain. And then it would 
go eight steps and then you cast it again and you'd move eight steps. You did like you, your boat was commanded by your words. So you'd say forward one, your boat would go forward one. And so you would, it was, there was actually a program that would do that for you. It would, it would keep going until it found a gain. It would stop and then it would go forward eight steps and cast again. If you got another gain, it would go forward eight steps. And the moment that you stopped gaining, it would go forward again until you got another gain. It, it was crazy the ways that we manipulated that game back then. Uh, I don't uh, Ragnarok Online was another one. I did yeah, I really, really wanted Ragnarok to work. I, so one, many bots. Yeah. That game was killed by bots, but I love the art style. I love the gameplay. It was so much fun. So ultimately, we ended up falling into to World of Warcraft. I remember, Andrew, did you have a beta or did you just start when it opened? Because hmm. <laughs> I remember I was not far behind. I got into that game very quickly after you got in. Because I don't this is, think it this was is, beta. I think it was after launch. I want to say it was after launch. This is where we kind of got stuck for the next few years. <laughs> because I, I, I never was interested in Xbox. And even when everybody and their mom said that this was the greatest console ever, I still did not want it. I, I, I don't want to say I mistrust Microsoft. I do it's it's I have a love hate relationship with Microsoft. I I think Microsoft has fantastic products when it's something they want to do. And here's the frustrating thing about Microsoft. I just thought it was an ugly box. <laughs> and the controller was <laughs> the, ugly. The frustrating <laughs> thing about Microsoft for me because I've been being in the army when I was in the army, I I I programmed computers. I went to a lot of their their roadshow things. Hardware. Huh? Just didn't know them for hardware. Well, not necessarily that. It was one of those things that I've always seen them as the group that tries too hard to do too many things. And when they focus on something, they are fantastic at it. But their problem is they try to specialize. Are you specialize. taking a jab at Xbox One? Are you taking a jab at Xbox One? <laughs> TV, TV. No, this TV. is this is this is why this is why. Well, no, that that this all goes into the reason why I miss. I've always mistrusted them, and that's why I've always said Xbox or Xbox One was the culmination of literally everything I have been watching this company do for the last thirty or forty years. Xbox Media Center. Xbox or not Media Xbox Center. Center. I'm sorry. Windows XP Media Center. Yeah. That is what they have been wanting to do for literally a media all edition. the time. They had, a, they had a media edition of XP that was specifically built around a PC that say essentially was the Xbox before the Xbox. Yeah. They wanted to put a computer in front of everybody's TV for years. And that's what Media Center was. H- Windows It's M- funny because they, they had a um, – HP essentially tried to do it for them. There was a there was an HP computer that was the size of essentially a console. It's very small little thing. I had to fix so many of these stupid things. And it was literally a really small computer that you could hook up to your television that had XP Media Edition in it. And it was essentially an X- Xbox before like I said, an Xbox before the Xbox essentially. So yeah, I, I I wholeheartedly believe uh, when TiVo came out, that pissed them off. 
because that's what they've been wanting to do. They wanted to do that. And TiVo doing that. When did TiVo come out? That was in, I want to say I was still in high school. No, it was after that. It had to be way when maybe I'm thinking of web TV. There's there's been so many of them. It's 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 absolutely fascinating if you if you were to ever stop and look into all the all of the things, all the computers that have tried to get in front of your TV. That they've all all kinds of them have tried to do it um, because it's the ultimate uh, guarantee. If you can do that, you have effectively locked in a customer for life. Um, because, well, uh, until we basically give up our TVs. And well, essentially, every company wanted to be the cable company. Yeah. Cable companies were making all the money at that particular time, and it wasn't until way later, I mean, these days, when now a lot of things is more streaming-wise, and now television viewing ship has gone down the tube. But back then, that that they were... They were the Netflix and stuff, the streaming well, service that everybody wanted. Well, even Sega. Sega has um, a, a – they they tried to <laughs> – They had a TV in the Game Gear. Yeah. They, well, they I had was, a I was TV actually... attachment for the Game Gear. <laughs> I was actually going to go down the road of – they actually – I think they were one of the first ones. It might have been Nintendo that Nintendo actually had a, had a, 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 a game that – or a, a, a gaming service that they were yeah. trying to do through the cable. Super NES, I think. I think it was a Super NES. Maybe Where they was, were literally the that was the. It might, it, I think it might have been the sixty-four. It was the first one that they were trying to stream video games to you. Yeah, it was one of the first attempts. Why well, don't it was streaming? It, but I know it was no. It this was a system for this. The this was, I think, I want to say this is where um, that uh, not the knights nurses or whatever the one that the 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 the, the lewd one that just came out again recently. Um, they re- released it on the se- on the uh, Switch. Oh, no, no, no. Uh, Night Trap. Oh. They, uh, it, I think it was for the Sega uh, because I don't think Nintendo would allow it. Um, so Sega was was doing doing this, and I think Night Trap was specifically designed for it. And it was literally to stream the game to you through the cable service. They had it all. They were doing the development for it, and that's when. They they cut cut off all the lights and and went f- strictly to gaming, and that's when that that got dropped through the through the floor, the cracks. Mm-hmm. It was it was one of the coolest things that they and it was so ahead of their time, and it's 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 frustrating. The once you know what has been dropped, I mean like Andrew, like Andrew had mentioned before, PlayStation was originally a Nintendo. N- Nintendo caused so much bad will by forcing their and and there was a reason for it and that it wasn't it wasn't a um they weren't being uh i i want to say maleficent and i i I know that's not the word that i want malicious they weren't trying to be malicious um they were trying to fix a problem that they had they had solved a long time ago but Everybody was trying to force them to say, "Look, you're 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 killing us here," and that's caused the rise of all the other companies, and they ended up shooting themselves in the foot. Yeah, it's funny because, like I said, I I bought, I went to World of Warcraft, and I got, like I said, I I had a dark time in my life. That I had essentially got so much into World of Warcraft at some point. 
it wasn't that I quit my job, but my job got slow. And I used it as an excuse to basically go, well, I guess I don't have to go in until they call me. And I said, that, it, that turned into a year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a year of me just sitting there. I, I feel, again, this is another one of those moments where I'm like, I'm sorry, parents. Like, I, I had a year span time where I did nothing but play World of Warcraft. I, I essentially played until 10 or 11 in the morning. Then I went to bed and I woke up 5 p.m. for dinner. Then I played into all night again. And it was, I played the original World of Warcraft, the vanilla World of Warcraft. Um, got, had like pretty much a 60 of all characters, not a 60, but a, yeah, 60 of all characters. Um, was it 50 at the time? I think it was 50. No, it was 60. I think 60 was, was Burning Crusade. It was 60. Okay. Um, then Bardic Crusade came out, and I basically max-leveled all the classes in that as well, and I was raiding day and night. And that was really the time where I was spending a year, because I was I was essentially raiding Karazhan and stuff with multiple people, gearing up people to go to raid the next stuff. And then Wrath Lich King came out. <laughs> And I didn't enjoy that so much. And I finally was able to get away from World of Warcraft. <laughs> Thank you, Wrath of the Lich King, for homogenizing the classes so much that Andrew stopped playing your game. <laughs> I guess I can thank uh, Wrath of the Lich King for getting away from the, the game. Um, but no, it, and that was when I finally bought a PS2. It, it, it was suddenly out of nowhere I had like this desire to go back and like get caught up. I guess is essentially what I did. So I got a PS2. We had the GameCube. Um, finally played Final Fantasy XII. And I'm one of those few people in the world that loved Final Fantasy XII a lot. <laughs> um, played Resident Evil 4 to death on the GameCube. I didn't get many games for the PS2. I just had like this little batch of games because I started working again. And I got like this little batch of games that I just played to death. And yeah, like I said, Final Fantasy XII was a huge part of that one. So, And I haven't looked back at Final Warcraft since then. Well, no, I went back in Pandera, Mr. Mandera, and I played for a little bit and then I stopped playing again. Like I maxed my characters and I was like, I'm done. Or I maxed one character. And the other thing I got was a PSP. I love my PSP too because PSP was... And we'll get into it eventually with the, the Vita as well, which I guess I can bundle them together. PSP and the Vita were like essentially because I didn't like the 3DS. I didn't like the the DS either. I just didn't like the I I had them, but I didn't really have many games on them that I actually enjoyed. But the PSP and the Vita were like it sucks because it it sucks when you love something so much, but they get hacked and people destroy them. Like I. I don't tell I, – I, I'm not going to say, you know, you're a bad person because you hacked your per- PlayStation Portable. You're a bad person because you hacked your Vita. It's more the fact that there was an opportunity there for something to be – last longer than they did. <laughs> like I was – I was I got the Vita – the PSP late and I got like every game I could possibly get for that. And it, again, that was another one of those that was like heavy JRPGs. Yeah. There was so many JRPGs in there. There was the Persona games that I got on it. Um, like so many like obscure stuff, like was it Gungner or something like that? Um, the 
Crisis Core, which was like the one of the few games I've ever had made me ball my eyes out, was Crisis Core Final Fantasy VII. Uh, yeah, and the Vita, I was a, I was there the first night that they released that midnight release of it, and that one again was another one that technically the memory cards killed it and people hacked it and, but it had such a great adoption rate. But then Sony just kind of stopped caring about it. But again, the time that it was alive, there was so many good games that I got on that. The Persona 4 Golden was... I still want to go back and replace the battery in it and just play that one again. That was, was... I mean, yes, I can probably play it on Steam now, but the portability... I mean, it was a, the OLED screen was beautiful. It was a great piece of hardware. Just it had so many things. It was trying to do too many things, I think, at the time. Front and back touch, <laughs> gyroscope. <laughs> it was trying to be like online always with some crappy cell phone service. <laughs> that was that was trying to do way too many things, but it was a great system, and I I I, I loved it. Like kill uh, Killzone on it was fantastic. The Uncharted game on it was fantastic. It was it was a amazing console, and I still have a lot of my games for it because it's a. It's it's similar to the Switch to me. It's just something I don't think I ever just put down for for forever. So I know that I was still playing World of Warcraft during this time frame, um, and a couple of other PC games. There wasn't a lot of maybe PlayStation Two stuff. I didn't. I did. I'm I'm still mostly out of the consoles at this time. If maybe a 3DS game here and there. I I want to say it was probably. Uh, DS, but yeah, most of the consoles I was c- mostly completely out of at this time. You know, you were, I, remember, I remember that was when you were playing Pokemon, right? Was with the DS. Was that the one that had the super ruby? I want to say that was. I want to say that was advanced. This thing, yeah, this period of time was kind of a blur though, because I remember I just like I said, I got back into to a job again, and I started buying consoles like I I, I was going back. I went back and I got the Wii. <laughs> I got the Wii. And I played like Crystal Chronicles on there. The what was the Crystal Chronicles? They call them that one. Crystal Chronicles on, was was not GameCube. Not that one. Is it, there was a there was a Crystal Chronicles they had on the the Wii. It was like a it was using the whole motion thing. It was a third person game where yeah, there was you had to one fling that... your weapons and stuff right. and it did weird stuff. It was um, anyways. There was Crystal Chronicles games on there that I played a lot. Uh, I got all the weird kind of the the Project Rainfall or whatever stuff they were doing, like the Xenogears, uh, not Xenogears, uh, Xenoblade, the original Xenoblade Chronicles, and then there was the Last Story. That one was huge because that was the guy that made Final Fantasy and made that one. That was like one of the early, like early Monolith Soft people that did that one. I do, I do need to put put this out there. All my all my whining and complaining about Microsoft, I did receive a gift of a Xbox 360. I did not keep it. I gave it back to that person. Uh, but I did receive one for a little while. And you played Final Fantasy 14 on, on it? Isn't that where you played Final oh, Fantasy Oh, Final 14? Fantasy 11. Was it 11? Yeah, it was yeah, 11. It was that 11. was 11. That's right. Because that was my first experience with Final I was like... Wait, there's a there's a Final Fantasy. It, it's online. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> it looks so bad. It's it fire. was it was it was it was. Think of oh. all the bad things that a Final Fantasy could possibly have in an MMO. 
that's what Final Fantasy XI was. It, it was, was Final Fantasy twelve, but bad. <laughs> it is no, so slow. It, 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 it was slow. It wasn't a bad game. It just was slow. And because of the fact that it was not... It was trying to do an, a mix between the active time battle and not active time battle at the same time, and it really did not work. And I could not imagine PvP in that. And people mm-hmm. say that was a horrendous experience, and I, I'm glad I never got to that point. I didn't get past probably level 5 or 6. So <laughs> I did get a Xbox 360, though. I bought a Xbox 360 for one game. I literally went out and bought an Xbox 360 for one game. You remember what that game was? Mm-mm. Oh, the Titanfall? No. The, that was Xbox One. <laughs> Here's a pattern with me with buying Xboxes. And I never I never bought the original Xbox. That that's for sure. Never got it. I don't think I ever played a game on that thing. Um but I bought an Xbox 360. I have and it was the Kevin second made gen me play it. It wasn't the original Xbox 360. It was this the slimmer one. Um, I bought it for Tales of Vesperia mm. because that was the time where Xbox or Microsoft was going to Japan and saying, "We want to buy this stuff exclusive. We want to buy this exclusive." So they got Vesperia. They got uh, Blue Dragon. Was was it called Blue Dragon? It was the Dragon Ball Z or the Dragon Ball Z, the Dragon Ball artists uh, creating a game. Uh, they got, what was the other one? There was the one that had the, the muse, the, it was the Chopin dreamlike world thing. It's driving me crazy. I hated that game, but I loved it at the same time. It was a good story. And there was one other one that was really popular. They never got around to going back and playing. But yeah, there was, there was several JRPGs that they got exclusive. And so you had to go 360 to get them. I only played Vesperia. I did get a Halo game on it. I don't remember which. I didn't remember Reach or something like that. I did actually enjoy it. And then... I think that... Oh, yeah. Um, the book writer one that I loved. It was actually really good. Oh, the... Alan Wake? Alan Wake, yes. Fantastic game. That was another one that I played with our dad. Really enjoyed it. But yeah, um, that's all, that's my experience with Xbox. Like I said, I, I ended up buying Xbox One just to play Titanfall with some coworkers, and I played it for one night, and I never touched the thing again, ever again. And then I bought the Xbox One Super Edition just to get a Blu-ray player. That's my stupid experience with Xbox. I'm <laughs> stupid when it comes to Xbox. I never enjoy them, and I buy them for one game or just to, pl- to watch HD Blu-rays. <laughs> it's a glorified uh, Blu-ray player. Exactly, exactly. We watched one movie. That was it. That's all we watched on it. We still got to watch the Ghost in the Shell. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to end up buying a, a PlayStation 5 just for the ability that I can get rid of this thing out of my room. The other Xbox One. But no, I, the Wii... And then I'll have a Blu-ray player. <laughs> I enjoyed the Wii. Just patience. This is how it works. No, patience. I, I, I trade in. Oh, you're going to trade it. Never mind. I I guess I'm not ever getting a Blu-ray player. (laughs) I still keep the PlayStation 3 because the only way you can play PS3 games is if you have a PS3. You can't really play anything else. But then don't need the Xbox One. Get rid of it. Anyways. uh, Yeah, Wii Wii wasn't that great. Though I did have a few games on it. It was kind of like one of those things where 
it 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 needed to be. It, it was. I know why it was popular because it it got in with the QVC crowd. Old ladies were buying it for the kids. It was just it blew up. But I never really cared much for the games on the Wii. I think it was kind of a flop system, even though it was technically one of the biggest selling systems ever. Uh, I was early jump in on Wii U, and what was it for the Wii U that sold me on it? Because I got it really, I, I think I did get it on launch date. Because I, I actually wrote for the the website that I was writing for at the time. I wrote their complete breakdown of why to get a Wii U. Because I really dived into that thing and I really figured out, like, it had, do you know the Wii U had all the functionality that the Xbox One was doing? Like, you could link it up with your te- your television and control your television. It, it had, like, a... a a TV guide on the the pad and you can go like, I want to watch this show and it would go to that channel on your television. Like it had all that functionality in there too. Cause like the problem with Xbox one is that nobody wants to leave that stupid burning oven of a fan sitting on their countertop along with their, 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 uh, you know, direct TV or whatever box next to it. Always having that on made no sense just to bring up an overlay. But with the Wii U, it was like, it was just a little tablet sitting on your counter next to you while you're watching television. You can tap the screen and go, I want to watch this. And it would bring it to the channel. Rather than have this overlay that had to load while the fan's going crazy sitting in front of your television. Um, it was really fascinating. Other than that, <laughs> one game? I got two games on it, really. Like, two main... Well, I got a few games on it, but the, the main ones I got was... Xenoblade Chronicles X and the what's it called? The one they did a remake on the Switch for that they censored the hell out of it that ticked me off so badly about it. The the this Fire Emblem cross Persona cross thing that they did. Sharp FE mm. Tokyo Mirage Sessions. Oh my gosh, it took me a while. <laughs> Uh, yeah, the moment that I realized how censored that game was, I got ticked off and stopped playing it. It was a fun game until then, though. But no, that it, that that console was for like my. It, it was it's it's, it's funny because it's it's funny whenever you have a game that literally tells you, I don't care how much I play for this console, I only need this one game. And Xenoblade Chronicles X was that game because I play that to death. Suwano Hiroyuki music, like every time you went into battle. Sign me up, <laughs> big mecha. Like seems like you did some some Super Mario Brothers as well. And I think every console I get the Mario games on them. Yeah, and I, I play through them like once, and then I'm, I'm good. But yeah, we played a lot of the party games together with the family. Yeah, there's some fun, good fun party games in there. Um, there was that uh, Nintendo World or something like that. There was like a Nintendo World game or something like that that came out with it, where you had all these fun little mini games. Like one person had the Everybody who looked at the television, the one person that was the quote-unquote mole character of that game was the one that had the the gamepad. That's some fun games uh, for family. You did for a sock pu- puppet game with the family, too. The, I missed yeah, out on that. It's, it's funny because like, a lot of my f- most cherished memories were with the family when, we, when something just clicked. And the moments that that happened was, yeah, playing – Playing, you know, Street Fighter the movie with my dad. Playing the NES games and Mario World with him. Um, yeah, the Zach Boy. Why can't I think? Of, Little Big Planet. 
on the PS3. I don't know how it happened. At some point, I brought that thing into the living room, and we all got a controller. Of course, four players on that game. And we just started playing that game and trying to figure out how to get every single thing. I still, to this day, remember that one town where there's like a... There's a bank in the town, and you're going underneath it, and you're trying to get the bombs into the cart to move over underneath the bank to blow it up. And we were just busting up laughing, trying to carefully drag these bombs, lift them into the cart without going too fast in motion, because the moment it hits too fast, boom, everybody explodes. And we... (laughs) I mean, you had people that were just literally running to the restroom because they didn't want to piss their pants. We were laughing that hard. We were all just having such, like, so much fun playing that. Um, my my other cherished memories was playing Galaxy, Mario Galaxy, with my dad. Because that was the game where you can have one person with the star to grab the gems out of this air while the other one plays Mario. And I bought... <laughs> I, I I got Valkyria Chronicles for the PS3. Loved it to death. I loved that game so much. The moment our stupid dog destroyed my case for the game, I went out and bought a whole new copy just because I loved it that much. And then when I found out that Valkyria Chronicles 2 was on the PSP, I went out and I bought a PSP. I already had the PSP. I bought Valkyria Chronicles 2, and I loved it. And I loved it so much, I knew that my dad had played... Uh, Valkyria Chronicles 1 as well. After I had played it and loved it, he got it and he started playing it and he loved it. I went off and I bought another PSP and another copy of Valkyria Chronicles just so that we could play it together local online. Like they had like a, a ad hoc mode. And so we played next to each other going through missions. And that was that was huge. That was so much fun playing that with him. Because again him being now passed it's just one of those things that just kind of solidified again it's, it's so funny because i don't he's an interesting he was an interesting person the idea that i, don't, I never knew when he was because you know he wasn't actively seeking out games like he used yeah, he to doesn't but whenever he did get it in front of him he would play it a lot and i think a lot of it had to do with he didn't want to play it in front of our mother because he felt like she would get angry because he's playing it too much and not paying attention to her or whatever um, but I ever now and then kind of wondered, was he going out of his way to enjoy those just to play a game with us? And we had a considering, we had so considering he'd been playing them since we were kids. It's yeah. like, it doesn't surprise me that he was very much into them. It's like, I mean, yeah, it's just like <laughs> us. We, we're, ne- we're probably never going to get out of it because it, yeah, I think a lot of my reaction time has kind of gone down. Yeah. Um, cause that was another one that I kind of missed the generation that I kind of miss is is back when I was getting into World of Warcraft and I got a new computer, I started getting into Medal of Honor. And I was huge into Medal of Honor. That was like one of the first big military online shooters. Because that was one of the first things I noticed was I could not play the Twitch shooters. Yeah, I, I, was, I, I was huge into Medal of Honor. And then I got into Alien vs. Predator. Call of Duty just for, finally came out and there was a big thing was you could look down the scope. And mm-hmm. people weren't running around doing the whole head bobble thing where they're leaning left and right like they're kind of some kind of psychotic escape mental patient or something (laughs) and i got into call of duty and then at some point i just kind of dropped off on first person shooters and then i finally started trying to get back into it recently and i'm like i can get used to it after a while but it takes me a while to get into it 
and I'm just not really too into it anymore. It's like my taste has changed so much through the years. The only thing that's really kind of stayed active is my like for the JRPGs and anything out of Japan. That's the only thing that's really been retained throughout the time. And even then, like really slow JRPGs, it's hard for me to get into. Yeah. It, it takes – it just ha- – any game I get into has to grab me really quickly. 13, 13 Sentinels like, is like here recently. What games have really grabbed me quickly? Thirteen Sentinels did it. Um, Valkyrie Chronicles did it for me with with four again. Even still, I have so many games I start and I rarely ever finish them just because they don't grab me. Yeah, and that's that's pretty much me. That's where I've ended up falling. Is is. Have no Pretty much building span. games. I have no t- attention span. <laughs> I, and I've been complaining about that for years. It's like, how can I not finish any of these freaking games? I mean, lo- the last, the, yeah, Xenoblade, Z- Xeno, uh, which, Xeno. Xenoblade Chronicles 2. Yeah, that one I finished. Uh, uh, Zelda was one that I had finished. But before then, I had not a game that I had finished in years. And it That's was hard. driving me nuts. <laughs> and even sucks. now, it's like. I have restarted Skyrim 25 freaking <laughs> times. It's like, I'm so sick of restarting this game. I want to play it. Well, I, I think a large part of that is that there's so many things going on. And to really sit down and spend like an entire day playing a game is hard anymore. Yeah. And I think that that aspect of being pulled away from something, it's hard to get back to it. And that's that's the real critical thing. That's what I like so much about the Switch and stuff is... That ability to hit that power button and boom, you're playing is huge because going and starting up the console, waiting for it to boot up, putting a disc in, firing up the game, possibly having an update, getting into the game, loading your save. That's enough time that I am just like, no, I I just think about that process and I walk away. Yeah, these consoles, like with the PS4, I technically do have it on standby still. That's no wonder it's hot in here. <laughs> I have 13 Sentinels playing on it. Um, that's, a, that's again, a game that here recently has just grabbed me. I'm like, thank you. A game that's just grabbed me and said, play me. And you, like I said, you could technically put the PS4 on standby, but I've had times in the past where that screwed up. And it sucks when you're in the middle of a game that actually screws up. But... Yeah, yeah I, I hate how many games are sitting behind me. Like I, I have this, this, this eyes burning on the back of my back from this counter behind me that's full of games that I've never touched ten minutes into them before yeah, I turn them mo- off. The the games that tend to, to to drag me in anymore is pretty much builder games, games where I can just sit there and mosey on and dink around like Minecraft. Minecraft is bad for me i have to stay away far away from that oh um ghost of shima grabbed me here recently that's another recent one the resident evil remix grabbed me this seven remake uh, i'm talking about nothing but remix mm-hmm. <laughs> all these remake games grabbed me <laughs> oh it's sad but it's true uh horizon i finally jumped back into that one and finally finished that one so uh yeah that's that's basically everything. The PS4 has been fantastic too. I I just a lot of really solid first person games that really grabbed me in that one. But mostly it's been a lot of Switch anymore. Switch has been the the biggest console for us recently. I guess really a, to do with the the ease of use. Like I said, put it on standby and firing it back. That back and it. plus it's got some fantastic games, but that's just my opinion. 
Yeah, I mean, the, the first party games in it have been great. The exclusives have been great. I know it that it's so, not as it was so big nice. for some people. It was so nice of... to basically come home. <laughs> <laughs> what? Basically come home to Nintendo. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, like I said, the Wii U and the Wii have been just like these huge struggles. And to have them finally come back and say, hey, we're back in the game. is like, oh, thank you. And then here are these people like, oh, man, but the resolution and, and the framework. And then you I don't, don't, don't understand Nintendo. Go it, back to your <laughs> Xbox 360 uh, 1 plus 44 <laughs> XS. The Riddler. <laughs> the Riddler naming scheme. No, it's just it's just the quality. The quality is there. And I think it was me being fresh off of how much I love the Vita and how much that was a console experience in your hands. But see, yeah. see, I it's, don't. It's its own thing. It's its own thing. I don't see PlayStation people. Ba- I, I, and, and there, there probably is. So, so forgive me. I'm sure there. You, you, you're, you're probably that one person. Okay, I forgive me. Congratulations, you're that one person. <laughs> you're that one person. I, I don't see PlayStation people bashing Nintendo. I see it more from the Xbox people because I think that they're the kind of trollish type grump, grumpy people who play their Twitch shooters and they don't see any fun in anything outside of their Twitch shooters. I see a lot of PC gamers that hate it too. PC gamers? Okay. Which is funny because I, I think the I think the right now the sweet spot is – I hate to say it, but PlayStation – Sony's got so many exclusives. It's hard not to have a Sony console. But I do right now think, especially going to next gen, the sweet spot is PC Switch. Yeah. And I think that's really where I'm going to be at. Besides having one PlayStation 5 just to have a ultra player. player. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, I, we- and, and that's and that's really where I fell is is pretty much my Switch and my my PC. I I'm I'm constantly on the because everything that I'm interested in is available on the PC soon. That I have not. That's what I mean. It's like everything, like in all these showcases for the next gen, they're all saying at the very bottom, also on PC. Like there's only one exclusive on Sony anymore. Everything else is going PC as well. I And I, Sony was very big on not doing that. I'm really, really curious as to how much longer Epic is going to hold out. Because as it stands right now, I think Steam has pretty much locked it. I well, no. The, the problem with Epic is they're never going anywhere because what is that? Where is Epic getting their money from? An engine. They, they're, they're, it, they're almost like Steam, where they don't really, they, they just have so much money. They don't. It's not like they need to go anywhere. Hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, all they have to do is throw money at people. Hey, use our Unreal Engine. Here's some money. You want to put your game on our console or our our platform? I don't know. Uh, we're we're running long. Uh, there's so much more that we could talk about. It's great. But I think we covered pretty much all of our history of gaming, and I hope you guys enjoyed the discussion. Oh, but first, we should need to talk about Atari and Jaguar. <laughs> That's what I was saying. That there was that one time. Uh, the stupid phone of a controller. Dude, that Iron Soldier was so cool, though. It was. It was a really cool game. And there was that, that was flying where, game. That was the, that was the one, the one uh, caveman game. Oh, and Bubsy. We had Bubsy, Bubsy on there. Was on, Bubs- no, Bubsy was on... Uh, we had Bubsy on there. Because we had three games. We had Bubsy, we had that spacecraft game, and then we had Iron Soldier. I think that was the only game no, we had on that. No, Bubsy was on another uh, system, though. It was on another system, but it was also on the Jaguar. It might have been on the Jaguar as well. Because I remember we had that. Because it was so crazy. Because like, he knocks on the window. <laughs> he, he, look, Mommy knocks on the, the TV. Balls of Fire, I think it was. Bubsy Jaguar. 
Yeah. Fractured Furry. What was the Balls of Fire? What what system was Balls of Fire on? Uh, or Fur Balls of Fire? It was Fur Balls, yeah. Fur. Bubsy video game. <laughs> <laughs> we were supposed to stop right getting <laughs> Yeah, Bubsy 3D was terrible. Of course, all those like three generation versions, Pause of Fire. That's, 19, that's, 19, that's the recent one. Bubsy's Bad Fur Day. They remade it? Oh no. There's certain things. You just need to leave him back there. <laughs> he was so edgy. He was kind of like the whole aspect of like the Sonic and making that whole yeah, it super was. edgy. Claws and counters of the fur kind. See, if Bubsy came out these days, it would be a hit for the furries. SNES? It was back in the SNES days. Well, that's technically where Jaguar was at, huh? But I don't think that was the one that they that I was talking about. This one, know. it seems like it came out a little bit long, later, but maybe it was. Yeah, we had like three games on that console, and that, that console died in a bloody fire. Mm-hmm. But yeah. We hope you guys enjoyed this little run through of memory lane for us. That was a lot Why of fun. get sixty four? Why get thirty two when you such... can get sixty four? <laughs> that was such a scam marketing scheme. They knew it. Um, yeah, we hope that you guys was, enjoyed. It was. It, it, if you know anything about computers, you know why that was a scam. <laughs> it, but we were so clueless back then. <laughs> it's like is is like saying I have like four cores in my PC. It's a sixty four bit four core. It would be like them saying, now times that 64 by 4, that's how many bits that computer has. That was what essentially they were doing. Mm-hmm. But anyways, we keep going back to this. <laughs> we hope you guys enjoyed. And y'all take care. Oh. Yeah.